Welcome to Ruin a Bad Guy's Day radio podcast with fraud expert Skip Myers. This is your guide to fighting fraud and chargebacks. Learn the best fraud prevention solutions and strategies. How to enhance your fraud prevention team. And how to prosecute criminals. Now, here's your host, Skip Myers. Hey everyone, welcome to Ruin a Bad Guys Day Radio. Hey, I'm Skip Myers. I'm be your host today. Welcome to the show. We have a lot to talk about today. A lot of great news during this past week in the fraud world. Um, some crazy criminals out there, uh, data breaches and things like that, and crazy stuff happening all over uh, the holidays. People aren't thinking right. They're not acting right. And you know, I was traveling this week on business, and I was at the airport early in the morning, and I was you know, hungry like a lot of travelers. And I went to this new restaurant and I wanted to order something for breakfast. And I looked at the menu and I'm standing in line and getting ready to order. So I ordered number one and it was the bacon, egg and cheddar biscuit. And I thought that would be really good. And so I told the cashier, yeah, I'll have number one and I'll have that bacon, egg and cheddar biscuit. And what's interesting, uh, the cashier paused there for a second and looked perplexed. And she said, what kind of cheese would you like with that? That's right. She asked me what kind of cheese I would like with that. And the other customers standing next to me were looking kind of strange too. So it's early in the morning. Maybe we're all a little tired, hadn't had our coffee yet. Maybe she hasn't had a coffee yet either. And I just repeated, I said, I'll have the number one, the bacon, egg, and cheddar biscuit. And at this time, she's looking at me really strange and she almost looks like she's angry. And she said, sir, I'm asking you one more time. What kind of cheese would you like with your biscuit? And I started just kind of giggling and I guess she really didn't like that. She left the counter and within a couple moments she came back to the counter and this time with someone else, which whom they appeared to be the manager. And now the manager's asking me uh, if there's a problem. And I said, no, there's no problem. I just trying to order something for breakfast. And the manager asked me, well, what do you want for breakfast? And I said, I'll have the number one the bacon, egg, and cheddar biscuit. And you won't believe it. And you're probably thinking the same thing. <laughs> she said, well, what kind of cheese would you like with that? And I really politely said, well, ma'am, uh, cheddar is a cheese. And at that time, everybody behind me started laughing. And it was an embarrassing moment for them. Clearly, they didn't really understand the menu or understand that cheddar is actually a, ch a cheese, a uh, very good cheese, by the way. I won't be... Uh, going back to that restaurant for a breakfast sandwich again, but it's crazy people aren't thinking this time of year And I think at that same time bad guys take advantage of that as well um, Crazy out there, but I'm gonna go over some some of the news of the week You know, you probably heard the podcast earlier last week and saw the news about Marriott hotels the Marriott data breach 500 million customer records stolen including credit card numbers names addresses data births and passport numbers which is very scary in itself a lot of uh, ideas come to mind about spy movies and industrial espionage but since the last podcast and the news came out it looks like the 
Uh, U.S. government is identifying China as a possible perpetrator in that data breach. So that news is still developing and very interesting to follow because it shows you the widespread problem with data breaches into large company networks for the sole purpose of stealing your personal identification. And so in this case, if this is a state-backed or state-sponsored hacking event, it makes you wonder what they're really after. Also, too, I, I, I watch a lot of news and read a lot of the news, and I'm always intrigued by stupid bad guys. I love stupid bad guys stories. And a great story came out of Florida a couple days ago. Uh, and an app, actual applicant uh, at Kohl's, the Kohl's uh, department store, an actual applicant was arrested for shoplifting shortly after his job interview. So this young man in Florida goes to a job interview at Kohl's. And so I guess on his way out after the interview, he decided to pick up a little something extra uh, for himself. Uh, the problem is, obviously, he didn't pay for, for those items, and the items happen to be some very expensive Nike tennis shoes. So, uh, according to the uh, Hernando County Sheriff's Office, they arrested him as he approached his car in the parking lot after leaving Coles. A uh, 24-year-old male, uh, he was taken into custody and charged with retail theft. Apparently, the uh, investigator said that uh, a loss prevention associate spotted this job applicant canvassing the shoe department after his job interview. Uh, after finding a pair of shoes, I guess without a security tag, uh, he went to his car and retrieved a Kohl's shopping bag from a previous purchase, uh, an old shoplifter's trick there. Uh, he returned and then he allegedly bagged an $80 pair of Nike tennis shoes and another $70 pair of women's Nike tennis shoes. And then he concealed that merchandise and headed straight to the exit without making any attempt to buy the shoes. So he's at, he's in jail and his bond is set for $500. Sounds like his holidays are going to be ruined. I guess he should have thought a little bit more about that. Not sure what the scam is here. Hey, I'm going to go apply for a job and on my way and I'm going to steal something. Not too bright. Boy, I love stupid criminals. You know, this podcast today you know, is going to be a little more serious. You know, a lot of you have been leaving messages and emailing me to follow up on phishing. And so I guess this podcast is going to be the question of the week. What is phishing and smishing and vishing? So phishing, smishing, and vishing. So these three techniques are methods that bad guys use for the sole purpose of stealing personal information from you. And so these different techniques have evolved through the years as technology has evolved. So as technology evolves, so do the criminals. And the best way to combat phishing or smishing or vishing is to be aware and have the knowledge that this type of criminal technique exists and to arm yourself with the knowledge on how to stop it before you fall victim to identity theft. So one of the biggest methods for phishing, and that's phishing with a P, those of y'all who wondering what the heck I'm talking about, but traditional phishing is pretty much a, a wide net, big email net. They're sending out millions or thousands and thousands of emails not addressed to you specifically. It's non-personal. And they're sending out these emails in an attempt to lure you into an urgent matter. There's something that, that you need to act on immediately. It's something that's probably regarding your account that's been compromised, something with your bank, your financial institution, your 401k. But it's something that it comes 
to your email and is something that has a sense of urgency and it, and it has a call to action, they want you to do something. In this case, probably click on a link or download an attachment. And you don't want to do that, especially any emails that you do not recognize or emails that aren't specifically personalized to you from a known sender. So how do they do that? It's through the email, obviously. And again, we all get a ton of spam and I'm here in front of my PC. I'm going to open up one here too that that's um, very interesting to me that I just recently received uh, in my email box and it's from creditlin.co, C-O, creditlin.co. And it's in the subject matter, it's payment update, credit lend. And I open up the email. I haven't clicked on anything, but it says, hi there. So this is not a personalized email. Email says, hi there. We want you enjoying your holidays with up to $2,500 to spend on whatever you want. Visit your account to see how much you can get. And there's a nice little blue box highlighted. It says, get my credit. And then it ends in a signature here. Happy holidays, the credit lend team. So first off, it is not addressed to me. It's a very generic email. I have no idea who Credit Lend is. Uh, it says money made personal. I bet it is <laughs> until it's too late and you click on something. But the, the grammar's wrong here. So I'll read this again. You, you probably didn't in here, but it says, we want you enjoying your holidays. The, the, this is incorrect grammar. So I would hope that a large financial institution would uh, do grammar and spell check a little bit better. But in this case, so that that's a that's a big flag right there. We want you enjoying your holidays with up to $2,500 to spend on whatever you want. Uh, what's interesting too, in the fine print down at the bottom, it looks like their address is out of Delaware. They have an address here and an unsubscribe button, which I just put my cursor on and it's a very long tail URL with all kinds of weird numbers and characters and stuff. So no way I'm gonna click on that. But what's interesting, I don't know if you heard me earlier when I said this URL, this uh, email address, I'm sorry, it says creditlin.co. Well, CO, if you Google CO country code, CO, some of you may know, that's Columbia in South America. So this is an email that came from Columbia, South America, which is interesting. So I don't know anybody down there. What the heck is going on here? So this is your typical spam phishing email thrown out a wide net. I'm sure this went out to just tons of people for the sole purpose for someone to make a mistake or be curious enough to maybe, hey, I want I want to get some extra money for the holidays. Click here. And of course, I didn't do that. And so just be aware of those. You're going to see a lot more of these phishing type spam emails come into your inbox. Hopefully your spam filter sends them to your spam folder so that you don't even have to look at these silly things. But look at these. These are good uh, on the job training emails. You can share this with your family and friends. If you get these type of emails at work, I would share that with your IT security team. Let them know you could probably save someone's identity from being stolen by alerting your IT department to make sure no employees click on those links. So the next phishing technique is spear phishing. And we sort of talked about this a little bit uh, in a couple podcasts ago, but it's spear phishing. And spear phishing is just that. It's a targeted email. So it's going to be personalized to you. So in this case, if I was changed up this particular spam slash phishing email I received, uh, it would it would be addressed to Skip Myers. It'd say, hey, Skip, you know, we want you enjoying your holidays. But again, this is coming from business I am not familiar with. I don't do business with them. And then in my mind, I'm looking at it a little bit closer. The grammar is not correct. And the email domain CO caught my eye. And that's 
country code out of Columbia. That's, you know, that's, that's troublesome if you're receiving spear type phishing emails. That means some bad guy has your information. They're addressing it to you specifically. And again, it's, it's to get you to do something. It's asking you to click on something. It's a, it's a matter of urgency. It's a sense of urgency. They're trying to get you to do something. It's a call to action and they really want you to click on something. So a couple things are click on the link or you click on the box and they're going to try to ask you for some other information to verify your credentials. You know, it could be your social security number. You know, they certainly want that. Maybe your date of birth, your phone number, some other personal information that they just don't have. They don't have every piece of it yet. So this particular phishing attempt came to you because they have some of your personal information. They need some other pieces of that to fulfill whatever the scheme that it is they're trying to carry out, which in this case would be a full package identity theft of your information. So spear phishing, it still don't look very suspicious, but it's going to be addressed to you specifically, asking you to do something, a call to action, a sense of urgency. You got to do this right now and just be aware of that and let your family and friends know that this time of year specifically, there's going to be a lot more of these types of spear phishing emails. And especially uh, since we're seeing all this extra news on data breaches, especially with the latest one from the Marriott. So if you ever stayed at a Marriott, you may see some spear phishing emails that look like a Marriott email that it came from them. So be very cautious about those. And what I would recommend is just uh, go to the official Marriott uh, website and call the 800 number that's there and see if uh, you can get some clarification on the email that was supposedly sent by them asking you for information. Now, Marriott says and a lot of these companies do on the um, back end of a data breach that they're not going to be sending you emails asking for personal information. So just remember that and do not disclose your personal information via those types of emails. So the next one would be in the phishing world would be vishing. So a lot of you are probably asking yourselves, what the heck is vishing? But vishing, the V really starts it off and lets you know. So vishing is the voice side of phishing. So it's going to be a version of email phishing, but it uses sometimes an automate, automated voice message. It could be actually a human on there uh, as well. And so a vishing would be someone who's calling your cell phone. It could be your home phone. Uh, somehow the bad guy's got phone numbers and they're using this technique to kind of personalize this message. And again, through a sense of urgency or call to action, something you need to do. But this is a, a method, again, that's used to extrapolate your personal information. So the, a lot of times these are phone attacks uh, on users or phone numbers that they receive through some other data breaches or other means. And and this type of social is a type of social engineering. And so what they try to do is try to trick you or an employee at a business into giving out confidential information over the phone. And so a lot of the, the phishing attackers, uh, they'll use uh, what they call a spoofed caller ID, which makes the caller look like it's coming from a, a known number to you. Um, it could be the same area code that you live in. I get a lot of these here lately. It could be a uh, spoof caller using an 800 number, so it looks like maybe it's another business. So all these things are, are part of trying to make that call look legitimate to you to cause you to pick up the phone and actually start answering questions or being inquisitive enough to 
to want to know why this person's calling you. So vishing often uses a voice over internet technology to make these phone calls. Scary side of this, uh, you can get these vishing or what they call spoofing apps uh, for your phone. That's what the bad guys use. Uh, some good guys use them maybe in law enforcement. Uh, they spoof who they are. So if law enforcement is trying to track down a criminal, he's not on a call from the police department and trying to find out where Johnny the criminal lives. Uh, and the caller ID shows it's the local police department. They're going to use a spoofing caller ID. So the bad guys do the same thing. They want you to believe it's somewhere else or something local here. So a lot of the spoofing calls come from international countries, people that aren't even here in the United States. So that's why they do that. So it's very important when you, you see these numbers or you pick up the phone, you know, be very cautious, especially the, the numbers you don't recognize. And it's very hard nowadays because the spoofers uh, somehow are using the same area code and somehow the technology is being able to uh, figure out your phone number. And then if you picked up the first time, they hit you on um, the caller ID with your error code. So subsequent spoofing calls or vishing calls are actually calls with the same error code that you have. And I get those quite often. And I'll talk about here in a little bit how you can help fight that or prevent those types of calls with some, some apps you can put on your phone that can identify telemarketers or known spoofers. So that's some great information to have. So that's what vishing is. Vishing is the voice side of phishing. So it's sometimes automated voice messages or actual human beings that are calling your cell phone or home phone with the intent, intent to steal your confidential and personal information. I get those quite often. It's very annoying and it happens all the time. And, you know, you want to pick up the phone. And I think the bad guys know that because we're, we're all, you know, involved with communication and all these different uh, ways of talking to one another, text messages, your phones, voice, and email. And so they use that technology to their advantage and prey on our weaknesses as far as being curious or that we need to fulfill something because we believe it's urgent or there's a sense of urgency or it's a call to action. And, and the bad guys know that. And so they prey upon those types of weaknesses. So just to recap one more time, so vishing or phone phishing or voice phishing is where a fisher makes phone calls to you, the user, the customer, and asks sometimes um, the user to dial a number or something like that uh, to input information via the telephone for the sole purpose of getting your personal information, sometimes a bank account number, your social security number, things like that. And remember, those phone calls, those are those are um, fake caller ID type numbers through spoofing networks. And if you want to Google that, just Google uh, spoofing apps. And you, there's all kinds of apps you can have uh, that bad guys use, download on their phone to hide their actual location or make up telephone numbers from anywhere in the world. So enough of that. So smishing is the next one. And smishing is pretty much a text message. It's a short, short message service type thing. So SMS phishing is text messages. And, and a lot of you guys probably see that every once in a while, maybe a little rarer than your typical phishing or vishing tax. And I'm going to pull up one here on my phone that I had from the other day, which was very interesting to me too, where it's, it's, it's a call to action. So here it is right here. And on, on the text message, of course, it's a number I have no idea where it came from. And it says something like ID7436 at online.net, something like that. And then the text message says, important message sent to you by this bank I've never heard of. Your Visa debit card is locked. Security 
problem, call our support at this 800 number. And they're very polite. It says, thank you. Use this alert code in some sort of weird number. And it's, it's a link. And so I'm sure they're one, wanted me to call this 800 number, probably refer it back to this link or two, click on that link, which could be sending me to a, a, a bad website. It could be downloading uh, some malware on my phone. Who knows? But this is this is a typical vishing type text message where it comes from someone you don't recognize, you never heard of from before, comes out of nowhere, and it's an important message sent to you by a place. Uh, in this case, is some some place I've never heard of, some bank I've never heard of. Sort of like the credit uh, lend email I I told you about earlier. But it's very interesting. And so th these type of vishing, I'm sorry, phishing. Text messages could be actually, you know, important messages sent to you by your bank, your actual bank. And that's probably unlikely. Uh, so be very cautious about looking at these type of phishing text messages. So why is this important? Because through phishing, through the spear phishing, regular phishing, through vishing and smishing, a lot of the bad guys are using uh, malware to, to obtain your personal information. So a lot of phishing scams involving malware require it to be run on a user's computer. And sometimes it can be ran on your personal handheld device or mobile device. And the malware is usually attached to the email that's sent by the fisher or a link that you click on. So once you click on that link, that malware will activate. It'll start functioning. And sometimes that malware, malware may also be attached to some sort of downloadable or an attachment. So that malware, that's part of what they want to do. So it may not be always click here and input your personal information. It may be click here and it starts activating this download onto your PC or your mobile device of malware that's going to be behind the scenes collecting everything inside your database or your hard drive. The other part of uh, what the fishers and vishers and smishing people do is, is ransomware. And so ransomware pretty much locks down your computer. It denies access to your device or files until a ransom has been paid to that fisher or that bad guy. So ransomware for PCs is basically a malware that gets installed on your computer, your, your workstation, if that's at, at work. And sometimes it's used through a social engineering attack where the user gets tricked into clicking on a link again or at opening an attachment. Uh, sometimes it's clicking on uh, some sort of uh, advertisement, what they call malvertising. So it's all geared toward you doing something through a call to action or sense of urgency. And then you mistakenly click on the wrong link or download the wrong attachment and boom, the bad guy's in. So we wanna be very cautious about that. Uh, there's been a lot of companies in the news recently about ransomware and ransomware attacks that have come from overseas and ransomware attacks have been known to shut down uh, entire networks on uh, companies. And in recent cases, they've been uh, shutting down hospitals and, and hotels. So we need to be really cautious about those types of attachments and, and beware of clicking on those things. So a lot of you may need to look a little bit closer at some apps you can have on your phone to help fight the spam or the, the spoofing and some of these gr uh, great apps that are out there that you can put on your phone. Most of these are for free uh, that can identify uh, unwanted calls or uh, spoofers or you know these different people that are trying to reach you that you don't know. But anyway, 
uh, one great app that you can put on your phone is called True Caller, and I'll put True Caller's uh, link in the podcast notes. But any uh, unwanted calls and messages uh, that are coming in, True Caller will identify those for you. So it's an application made for blocking unwanted calls as well as text messages. So all you have to do is install it on your phone. It, it, it'll do all the work for you. It's, it's a great feature. Uh, I've tried that one. I've also tried, and I currently have Hiya, H-I-Y-A, same type of app. Uh, it's a free spam blocker app, uh, similar to Truecaller. It shows me right up front whether or not this is a, a suspected telemarketer, known, known spam number, uh, it gives, uh, gives you that information in the pop-up very quickly. Very simple to use, and it really helps uh, the entire network. Because if you identify a number that comes in that Hyatt does not currently have within their network as a known um, spammer, you can click on it. The information is uploaded into that, uh, basically, a, a negative file that helps everybody else in the network. So all these things are very good to have in your arsenal of being able to fight these bad guys. So so why is this so important? Well, because I, if you look at the news about phishing and th- these type of t- attacks, and I'm looking at a lot of news stories from 2017 that made national and some international news. But at the end of 2017, 70% of all companies in the world experience some sort of phishing attack at their company. And nearly half of the information security professionals in the world surveyed that the rate of attacks increased from 2016. Also in the first half of 2017, a lot of businesses and residents in the country of Qatar or Qatar were hit with more than 93,000 phishing events in a three month span. Also a phishing email to Google and Facebook users in 2017 successfully calls employees to wire money uh, to different accounts uh, because it was some sort of sense of urgency or, or call to action and somehow they were able to get people at companies to, to wire money uh, and the, the amount was in the ex, uh, excess of $100 million US and this money was sent to overseas bank accounts all under the control of this hacker. Fortunately, this bad guy was arrested by the U.S. Department of Justice at the end of 2017. Also, in May of 2017, WannaCry, a lot of you may have heard of WannaCry, but WannaCry is a ransomware, and the WannaCry ransomware attack was suspected of having impacted over 230,000 people in over 150 countries. So you can see that this is not going away, and that that is it, it works. The bad guys know it works, and as technology changes, their methods to try to steal your personal information will evolve with it. And phishing, vishing, and smishing, my friends, will be here for some time to come. So that pretty much does it for this week. I appreciate everybody listening into the show. Come back often. I'm going to include a lot of notes in the uh, in the podcast description, along with some links with some of these helpful apps to help you fight the sp- spam and spoofing phone calls you may be receiving. And please keep sending in those emails and suggestions for, for content. I'd love to hear your feedback, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, And also be sure to take the time to follow us at Ruining Bad Guys Day Radio. Go to iTunes, give us thumbs up and some good reviews. I'd love to hear back from you and some great feedback. And if there's anything particular that you want to really talk about, let me know. And we're going to talk about what's important to you to help protect your identity and ruin a bad guy's day. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening to Ruin a Bad Guy's Day Radio Podcast with Skip Myers. 
If you liked our show, please tell your friends and colleagues. You can learn more about us at ruinabadguysday.com or visit us on Twitter and Facebook at ruinabadguysday. Join us for another episode of Ruin a Bad Guys Day radio podcast. The information provided in Ruin a Bad Guys Day radio podcast is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. You should consult with legal counsel or other professionals to determine what may be best for your individual or organizational needs.